0: Remember, for it to be a forward pass, it's got to go forward. And jump, Crabtree,
1: broken up, picked off! This game is over! Well, I'm the best corner in the game! When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're not get! Don't
2: you ever talk about me! L.O.B! He wants to get in a fight, you can't do that!
3: The quarterback, you can't fight! Oh god. Stokely! Down the sideline! catch-up! Stokely! Wow! Touchdown,
1: Denver! Unbelievable! All right.
3: All right. You're
4: very welcome along to uh, the Off The Ball NFL podcast. We're uh, hurtling towards The championship games this weekend. With us as ever, Sam Monson at PFF underscore Sam and uh, of uh, Pro Football Focus and Kian Faye of Football Outsiders amongst many others at Kian AF. Also with us at Donnie Mahoney or at Donnie Mahoney on Twitter. So there's just four teams left. Each of the games from last weekend had something pretty wild happen from trick plays to lame quarterbacks to the Detroit Lions fans laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing at the Cowboys while Peyton Manning got smoked by his successor in Indianapolis. At the end though, I suspect everybody still thinks the Seahawks are the team to beat. Um, and let's start with the Seahawks, because theirs was the most routine victory against the Carolina Panthers, 31-17. Um, so I, I don't know what you thought about this, but the stats from Russell Wilson are pretty amazing. Eight from eight on third down, three touchdowns, seven first downs, uh, 199 or 200 yards, depending on what you were reading. Um, and yet still, when I'm reading analysis this week, he's like, oh, he's the third or fourth best quarterback left. I'm like, what has he got to do?
3: He's he's efficient. I think that's the thing that Russell Wilson brings. That's just the the key trait to his game is that he's very efficient and he executes what he's asked to do extremely well. And it, it's not really his fault that they don't need him to do an awful lot more. You know, he doesn't do some of the things Andrew Luck does or that Aaron Rodgers does, but they don't need him to. Um, and he does what they ask him to do very well.
4: Yeah, even the some of the touchdown passes were delivered. Not quite as amazing as the uh, LaFell touchdown pass from Brady, but not far off it. This guy can do all that stuff. When he needed to scamper, he scampered. Uh, when they needed to make sure that the game was going to continue and they were going to run down the clock and, and get at Carolina, he did everything that they needed to do. This is a level of quarterback intelligence that we always knew was there, but now in a, a third year in a row that he's playing playoff football, you're kind of realizing this guy is, is an elite quarterback.
3: Yeah, and he definitely he had a few beautiful passes in that game. There were, you know, there were a couple of really nice passes that would be a match for for any quarterback. So he's definitely capable of playing with the best in the league at his best. And you know, I don't think his season this year has been quite as good as it, it has even before. Um, but right now, he's he's in, he's in form, and now's the time you want him to be in form.
4: The other thing that um, happened was Marshawn Lynch was largely kept in check for most of the game, Keen. but one brilliant run in the second half which really bust open the Carolina resistance and that was almost exactly what the Seahawks needed to do was make sure that whatever Carolina were doing well that they, they still had a lot to think about and no matter how successful they were going to be against Marshawn Lynch, whenever that big run came, they had to stop it early and they couldn't do that and that just got the sense of momentum going again, that got the crowd back into it and uh, what was interesting for from that, I thought, from the whole kind of future of Seattle was that the whole defence on the sideline were going completely crazy. They love Marshawn Lynch, he's the totemic figure in this while Russell Wilson might be the brains the heart of this team is Marshawn Lynch and this looks to me like a very unified team who have a sense of mission about them that I'm not sure the other teams have
0: I think Marshawn Lynch is entering Frank Gore territory where we're going to enter every season saying oh this is his last season because he's a certain age and because he costs a certain amount of money and then he's going to play and he's going to play very well and everyone's going to realise why do we keep trying to replace this guy you, you can see the importance of him and just it's it's the importance of his ability on the field for the offense because he makes that offensive line look a lot better than it actually is, in my opinion, at least. And you can just see how, how a guy like Earl Thomas reacts to him every time he makes a big play. They're all running onto the field, they're all coming on the side, which is something we can't really analyze from the outside. But it is something that's important to note because early this year with the Percy Harvin trade, with all different comments that were being made, there was talk about uh, the, the locker room kind of breaking up a little bit. And we haven't really heard anything about that in months, and now they seem to be back to being that kind of favourite team that you are that you are suggesting.
4: I heard a, a very good point, I can't remember where I heard it, but somebody uh, last year at the Super Bowl, with every single Super Bowl uh, journalist in the city, every single uh, national, local, person have managed to give somebody a black eye, and this did not become a story. The Seahawks, they run a tight ship. Golden Tate. Yeah.
2: Well... Yeah, there's there's something weird about what they do there. Also, it's they run a tight ship because they have guys like Marshawn Lynch who don't uh, conduct media interviews. <laughs> so it doesn't hurt when you have guys who won't answer any questions. He's grateful. Um, they also have guys who can jump over offensive lines. Cam Chancellor? Yeah, which is a, a a new ability I've seen and I don't think I've seen this before in a lifetime watching American
4: football. So explain what happened to anybody who didn't see it.
2: Well, they're the I can't remember the time of the game, but Graham Gano, the Carolina Panthers kicker, is lining up for a, a field goal, and you see sort of Chancellor kind of lurking behind the uh, the the blocking team, and the ball snapped. Rather than taking the normal route around the uh, the offensive line as most players do, Chancellor hurdles his his defensive line and the Carolina offensive line, and like gets there pretty much. A half a second before the uh, before the kick, and he manages to miss and not block it. But uh, f- the I first believe, time, the first time, and there's I a penalty it, called I, on him, I believe, for for going offside. I'm open to correction there. So then he does it again, and he sort of takes the kicker out after the kick, which was missed that time. Which was missed, yeah. So then they get to the kick it the third time. And he's like, oh I'm too knackered," and he didn't not do it. Anymore. Anymore. <laughs> I've never, like I... Uh, to it me it was just the, at the very end of the first half. Yeah, there there was a lot of amazing things that happened last week, but that was to me the most I've never seen that I didn't think it could be done. The height and the like the 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 jump that you need to do that. Um and like it, it's insane.
4: Uh, they're not peaking too soon, Sam, are they? They can roll this through two more games?
3: Uh, I don't think so. I think they're peaking at the right time. They're they're the best team in football at the moment, I think. they they definitely have the best defense out there. And, and Russell Wilson, I guess we've already said, is is playing well. So the, everything is in place. Um, I think they, they match up pretty well with Green Bay. So I think at this point you've got to expect them to, to be in the Super Bowl and be in with every chance of winning it.
4: Is it just that their cornerbacks are better than everybody else or are they better defensively than everybody else on the on the line, all that kind of stuff too? Can you talk to us a bit about that?
3: Yeah, it's definitely not just the corners. I mean Richard Sherman is going to help any defense out, but the thing that stood out in this game more than any team I think I've seen play Carolina this year, they had the the option stuff absolutely down in terms of assignments. They certainly early in the game Carolina are running this this relatively basic option thing and they were hitting both parts of the option instantly with guys they were just they knew their assignments they were playing their assignments at full speed and they were just shutting down that run game and um, Carolina got them with a couple kind of more creative wrinkles a bit later in the game but to be able to go after the option that way early in the game really helped them and you know, I think if you look at the defense overall, they've lost a couple of players, but they still have good depth, um, you know, almost all across it. The linebackers are strong. The D line is still good. Michael Bennett's a very good player. They've got guys that are, are able to make an impact, even if the, the depth maybe isn't as strong as it was last year. It's just a, it's a really good D overall.
4: Yeah, Keen, you like a good D. Uh, you must have been salivating at what uh, Seattle were doing.
0: That's an odd sentence, but I'll move past it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the 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 interesting thing for me is when the the Seahawks played the Packers last in week 1 the Cam Chancellor and Bobby Wagner were both playing but they weren't fully healthy they both missed a lot of the preseason i think they both had off season surgeries and at this stage they are peaking at the right time and they're they're getting to the stage where you you're you're looking at Aaron Rodgers and he's hurt and it's kind of it's inverted it's in, it's been inverted and it's just that defense as a whole is so intimidating even for the best quarterback in the league in in a guy like Rodgers.
2: They're also getting really lucky, I think, too, like Carolina or Arizona, either of those teams that would have played or I think two of the worst playoff teams that you'll come across. And um, now they're getting uh, a gimpy Aaron Rodgers when they could have and should have been playing, you could argue, the uh, Cowboys, the team who walked into that their Century Link field and, and slayed them, them hmm. and owned them. It might have been a, a slightly more interesting, far more interesting game. Unfortunately, it's hard to know. The referee Mister Dean Blandino.
4: Yeah, well, let's let's get to this because obviously the Green Bay Packers twenty six twenty one victors over the Dallas Cowboys. Who ultimately, I don't know, did they shoot themselves in the foot? Apart from the actual. As Bryant, which we'll get to in a moment. Should they what, miss? You can't really miss a kick for in the playoffs for a field goal, three points at that stage. There's a whole sense of confidence that comes from it. Yeah, I mean, you can you can. Uh, it seems like they're blaming loads of
2: little things. Maybe they chipped in their or they cashed in their chips with karma last the week, the previous week. Oh yeah, and they were and they were due. They were. You'd say that Lady Karma, she can be cruel sometimes. She she pays. She takes. She giveth and she taketh away. But I don't know, and maybe throwing going for going all in on that fourth and two is a big a big ballsy call that you could you know, they, there's probably easier ways to get those two yards than throwing uh, into Des one on one, you know.
4: I'd forgotten that it was a. I think was that the same third and one where they actually drop back and get sacked, or is this a different? I can't even remember now. But there was a there was a situation where they put themselves in a very difficult spot when they didn't need to, and you're thinking just a little bit more game management skills from Romo and from the coach who now is getting a five year contract on the basis of his first winning season in three or four years from uh, Jerry Jones. Sam, there's no point in rehashing exactly what happened with Tez Bryant. Uh, do they need to change the rules to make sure that something like that is ruled a catch and then, I don't know, what's your take on it?
3: Yeah, I think the rules are totally broken when it comes to what is a catch and what isn't a catch in the NFL anymore. I think by the rule, that's called correctly. And when you bear in mind that this is the same crew that didn't give Calvin Johnson a touchdown after he practically took the ball to dinner after scoring, there's no way they were ever going to give this one um, a, a, a catch. It was... They were always going to call it an incomplete pass. But if you, I, I said earlier on a, a radio hit this week that if you showed that to any old granny and said, "Did he catch the ball?" She's going to say, "Of course he did." Yeah. What's you know what's the question? And if that's you know if, if your rules are preventing officials from calling that a catch, it's, your rules are broken. You need to fix them. Yeah. Um, nice. But one thing that did do it, it takes away completely from the question of what is he doing throwing that ball in the first place. He had first downs from at least two of the four or five eligible receivers in that play who were wide open running short things. It was uh, Beasley running a, a slant on the right-hand side, but the other receiver to that side of the field was running a quick out and didn't have a guy within five yards of them.
4: That's not the Hollywood ball, though, is it?
3: Is no, but it, it gives you the first down.
4: Uh, one other question. On the immediate next play, why didn't they just let Green Bay score a touchdown? And then they would have got the ball back. Well, they're down five. So then they got to score two touchdowns. Oh, yeah, good point. No. Oh, yeah, they were. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> I was looking at it today thinking, why, why didn't they just let him go there? Okay, the two scores would have been a bit of an issue. It would have been a, a tall amount of decline. fair point. The mathematics of the situation were, uh, <laughs> would decree that would be idiotic. Even more idiotic. Uh, in terms of um, Green Bay, though, the injury to Rodgers really bad in the first half really affected them much better in the second half Keen. this suggests that there's going to be some work around that they can do it's going to be less cold less frigid in Seattle I suspect they don't seem to get the, it's the breeze in the Pacific makes it a, a bit nicer or whatever it'll rain instead of snow um, and also this time it looks like they're going to have Eddie Lacey fit for four quarters of the game which he wasn't last week and also uh, he wasn't the opening day of the season so that must give Green Bay a bit of hope, while at the same time they're petrified about what might happen to this calf that uh, is making Rogers Gimpy.
0: Well, the calf is obviously a concern, but the bigger concern is the quality of the opposition. Like everyone has known the whole way through the season that the Cowboys' strength of their team was their offense, and their defense, while disciplined and worked together well as a unit, didn't really have any star players in it, and it especially didn't have any star pass rushers. You had a guy like Demarcus Lawrence, who was a rookie, who was just kind of emerging late in the season. He made a couple of plays against the Lions, but he wasn't really that disruptive last week. I, I think the, the bigger concern is that Rogers had to move a lot in Week One, and he used his movement quite well to extend plays. He he did one with a, a huge defensive pass interference on the field, and he had another one of note where Jordy Nelson was wide open in the end zone, but he missed them just slightly, and it was kind of it it, it was missed opportunities. Uh, but but it, he was still showing off how he could beat the Seahawks defense by moving behind the line of scrimmage and extending plays away from their pass rush, which is vitally important. But if, if he's not fully healthy, he's not going to be able to do that. And you couple that with the potential for more hits, the chances of him getting worse rather than getting better as the game goes along, it, it, it's kind of, it feels too high. It feels like something that's insurmountable, unless they get off to a very good start.
4: So a blowout?
0: Um, it, hard to say a blowout when you're playing that but I, I guess they won by 20 points the last time so they, they could easily repeat that
2: yeah I don't. Uh, I, I'm making the case for the Packers in the next slot, segment in this program Yeah, but I'm not going to do that just yet because I have to think of how I'm going to do it, cause it <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how it could be done
4: yeah okay let's move on because the, uh, the other games also had some pretty wild stuff going on um, I don't know yet if this is the end of Peyton Manning, but it sure had the bang of the end of an era. And I don't know, maybe you sacked the head coach. That's the, the sense that they, they, they know Peyton is coming back. Yeah. Um, or maybe they know he's not coming back and they also sack him. So that could pretty much play out whatever way you wanted. But... Can I just say, what?
2: like, they have to know what he's doing. He has to know what he's doing. He's Peyton Manning. Like, he's got a lot of time to think about this. He only pl- really works one day a week. What? How much time? Like, you know what you're doing. It's got to be, like... He knows, and he must have communicated this decision to John Elway. They, these people, they're, you know, they move so they're
4: stealthily. Cut from the same cloth. You would think so. I love the report, the press conference where John Elway came out uh, to announce the yeah. sacking of John Fox and said, oh, uh, I'd like to say thanks very much to John Elway, <laughs> me and John Fox.
2: <laughs> there was also a quote in that presser where he he says, if we if we'd made it to the Super Bowl, we wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> well, Obviously. <laughs> obviously.
3: He yeah, also uh, he seemed to claim that they'd peaked too early in the last couple of years because <laughs> if you're peaking at the Super Bowl doesn't get it done. You have to peak, you know, all the way through the Super Bowl and actually win it. The,
4: the injury, and and since the, there was a three-game period where he passed for, he had more pass attempts than at any three-game period in his career, and then went off a cliff afterwards I can't even remember the specific games it might have been weeks 9, 10 and 11 or maybe 8, 9 and 10 and um, since that point Peyton Manning has just looked like a very average quarterback and CJ Anderson has come into the, the team and played brilliantly and was also excellent again in this game but kind of fighting a lone battle because every time Peyton Manning threw the ball down the sideline he was overthrowing Emmanuel Sanders by 5 or 10 yards and that was, that was them goosed is, is this the end Sam and, and should it be the end really of Peyton Manning?
3: Yeah, the thing is, I don't think he has any idea whether he's coming back or not. I think he he has the way his contract is structured. He comes back. I think in the first day of every March, um, you know, runs through his physical, does his, his neck check, and then he decides whether he's he's ready to gear up for another offseason, another season again. Um, I, I'm I'm kind of willing to put some of this down to the injury. I know it's very easy to do that after the fact, but because he was missing those throws over he was he was overthrowing them he was too far it's not the arm it's just that he was off on throws that he should be hitting and you know i'm willing to say that that's probably to do with the injury the question is you know if he wants to come back he's he's reached the stage i think where that all all players all quarterbacks certainly reach at a certain age where injuries are the or hits that they used to be able to shrug off suddenly start affecting them and suddenly start causing injuries that, that linger and that, you know, used to disappear. It happened with Brett Favre. I mean, it took him until he was 40, but, there was you know, he used to be made out of cast iron. And then suddenly everything came down at once, and a few hits left him just in pieces. Yeah. I think we're at that stage with Manning as well, where, you know, even if he has this off season, he comes back into 2015 100% healthy, raring to go again. It doesn't really matter what he's like on opening day. The question is, can he make it all the way through to the Super Bowl like that?
4: Well, is there a case we made that he's so good and so important that actually you start the season with him and you do have the contingency plan? Apparently, Brock Osweiler is quite good. What? There's a and football. Uh, uh, he has the potential. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's a six foot eight. You know,
4: he has the potential to be a Ben Roethlisberger. I said, if I saw it
2: written down. Did you see the game he played uh, earlier this year? I remember when this all these, these injuries originate and Manning had to, had to sit down a while? Things didn't go very well for Denver. I don't think... <laughs> I heard some... Um, Small uh, sample size, right? Yeah, well, fair enough. But I was listening to some uh, Denver uh, TV this week on the internet, and these, these, what they were... The beat reporters didn't really know what was going on, but they were wondering... Well, maybe we can get Jay Cutler in it for a sixth rounder.
3: All right, okay. So, so they're thinking
2: Brock is pointless. They they're not. Talk- they don't see him as the future at all. I don't think so.
4: Kian, any insight on this? I mean, if you have Peyton Manning and he's going to be fit, you might get ten games from him. You may as well, and you're probably going to go eight and two in those games. May as well get him in and then try and have a contingency plan in place.
0: I, the, the problem with having a guy like Cutler come in or someone like that is the salaries and how they're going to work out because Manning isn't on a cheap deal. Uh, I don't think he's done. I, I do think a lot of his performance was down to that injury, and the injury kind of only was only officially talked about after the game. But uh, I think it's pro football doc on Twitter, who's a, an injury football specialist, had video of him in practice the week before, and he said his right quad is done, and there, no one was talking about it, and that's going to throw off his balance. So it, I don't think it's something that they just made up after the fact to to overshadow yeah. his display. But I do think he's at the point now, like, he's 38 years of age. He's going to be 39 before next season. He's at the point where he can't be throwing the ball 600 times in a, in a relatively tough situation, in a relatively tough offense. He needs to be running the ball more. And that, that may be why they're looking at Gary Kubiak to bring Kubiak in because he can kind of build a, an effective running game very quickly. And it's a bit like Favre later in his career, I believe, did that where they would kind of, protect him for the first half of the season, keep him as fresh as possible for the playoffs. But I'm not sure if Manning's ego will let him do that because he wants to be in control of everything. So it's finding the right balance between those two things. It's
2: interesting, though, because Del Rio, the defensive coordinator, has gone to Oakland now. Yeah. Uh, Fox is gone. Adam Gase seemed like the offensive coordinator. He w- there was reports that he was getting the Niners job, and then that didn't go his way. So, you know, it Kubiak and Elway have strong links. It'll be really... Like, you got to presume... I just presume Manning is in on this some you know somewhere like if if you're Manning and you're 39, whatever about getting 19 million dollars next year, starting over with a new head coach, new offensive coordinator, and a team with a new defensive coordinator, seems like a lot of work and part of a project that is you know more on the sort of three year variety as opposed to win right now. So um, I don't know maybe Gase gets the job and and Manning is almost sort of de facto offensive coordinator, which he might have already been. So I don't, like the the. Machinations behind the scenes to me are pretty interesting but yeah. it's, it's hard to know.
4: And it, It'll only become clear when they make that announcement. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we should definitely talk about the Indianapolis Colts took the very brave decision of um, removing Trent Richardson from their punt coverage team mm-hmm. and uh, making him wear his hoodie on the sideline. They must have heard the podcast. <laughs> he was drinking coffee for the entire game. And you know, Boom Heron, uh, the fumble nickname didn't seem to... Didn't, that didn't stick either. No. <laughs> All of our cult talk was kind of useless. Uh, the Colts deservedly won this game and they won it really... In the end, quite easily, Sam.
3: Yeah, I think it was more down to Denver than the Colts. I mean, Andrew Luck played pretty well, and their defense played pretty well, got a couple of big plays at at crucial times. But the rest of the side, I don't think, was that great, and it was more down to Denver just not being able to execute.
4: What's the future for Indianapolis in the competition? How far can they now go? What, What sort of sense of momentum, belief, what level of improvement do you see from players? who are actually just okay, but in the off-season, in the postseason, rather, end up kind of feeling bulletproof. What, what sort of improvements can we expect, Ian, or is that just uh, maybe putting too much faith in magic and other such things that don't really exist?
0: Well, I think the problem with it is, like last week, we, we, when you talk about Peyton Manning's misses and all the opportunities he missed on the field, to get those opportunities, the Colts defensive backs had to be letting the wide receivers get open. So it, it it's not like they went into Denver and shut the Broncos' offense down. They went into Denver and kind of got lucky that the Broncos' offense wasn't working the way it's supposed to work. And when you look at the Patriots' offense, especially what it did last week, it's hard to think that the Patriots are going to have the same kind of collapse. So obviously, in one game, anything can happen. I and mean, when you've got a quarterback, a quarterback like Andrew Luck, he can just pick up his offense, carry his offense to a victory. But it just seems like they've already surpassed their ceiling, and it seems like they're the one team of the four left that doesn't really belong in the Super Bowl yet because they're still building towards uh getting away from the Curtis Painter year that they had a couple of years back.
4: Um so you'd be expecting to get tanked then by Tom Brady?
0: I don't know if they'll get tanked. I think if if luck has a good game they'll keep it close, but I wouldn't be picking them to win Uh, although at this stage my picks haven't been going so well so you might be better off asking Sam
4: It could be another 35-31 what do you think is going to happen Sam how impressed were you by what Tom Brady was able to do in that second half in particular against the Ravens
3: Uh, I thought Brady was okay I think that again was was almost more to do with the opposition than it was Brady I mean the Ravens are are down to the bare bones at corner and and Brady just was picking on the weak link all game long and, and or the, the Ravens didn't really do an awful lot to adjust to that. Um, so we just kept going at it. And it's, you know, it, there's only so much you can credit that. It's it's sensible and it's smart, but it's it wasn't exactly difficult for him. Um, I think the Colts can beat the Patriots, but it requires Andrew Luck being as good as Andrew Luck can be. Um, and that would be asking for that to happen kind of three weeks in a row, which is probably stretching it a bit. I think... The Patriots are definitely the better side overall. I think they're, they, they have the better coaching as well. I think there's there's a much bigger chance that they win the game. Um, but I think the Colts they certainly have the ability to, to do it.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm not really too confident about this one either.
4: Ah, come on! You were like the well, last I would, week. Well, I was you've, right.
2: you've seen they lost. Yeah, the Ravens but, lost. Yeah, but they nearly won. Yeah, but they, they didn't, sh- and they should have won. Uh, what? Uh, they had them beat they they definitely could have won and the patriots nearly threw that game away twice m- multiple times yeah after they had it won so why now there, you can look at it like this well we we got through this one we scraped through and now you know the road the road is just going to clear for us or actually that was the last thing of a dying wasp yeah they pulled out every kind of dirty trick they had these stupid including cheating stupid, including cheating right so they've you they've this trick played Edel, at Amendola. They can't do that anymore, right?
4: Well, what if they do and they do it twice? It's like we have done it twice.
2: So, I just am um, like I'm I. What if there's just nothing there? What if it's just like, what if it's like Tom Brady under throwing guys throwing really bad interceptions like that one? I can st- I close my eyes and I can still see that interception that he threw that stupid pass. Yeah, when he has his head in his hands, looks like he's actually concussed. He's hit, yeah, running his head so hard, like. Some like maybe you could find a lot to feel confident about that in that win, but actually, like I, I find a lot you know a lot that's frightening. And is it
4: better to go out now, no, than than they get destroyed by Seattle? Uh, Can let's talk Ravens briefly. Flacco must be feeling pretty unfortunate because makes maybe two mistakes in the entire game and loses, uh, and puts a pretty good fight. Does everything mostly that he's supposed to do. And and I I think maybe got every bit out of the Ravens that they could get.
0: Uh, I th- I think he he was a little fortunate though because he had a couple of passes earlier in the game that could have been intercepted. Uh, the one particularly where he just kind of floated the ball into the flat and there was a defender underneath and he just had to get to his receiver, which is something he shouldn't ever do. Uh, i, I th- the last decision was was mind boggling. They they weren't under pressure in time. They weren't there. There wasn't a good option to throw the ball down the left sideline where McCarty could intercept it. I think we saw Flacco kind of, for the first time in a long time, revert to regular season Flacco, who is just unreliable and unpredictable. I, I, I agree with what Sam said a lot, though, in terms of the Patriots picking on uh, the, the Ravens' cornerbacks. Especially, I think it was Rashan Melvin was his name. They, they just went after him in the second half. And obviously the Colts don't have great defensive backs, but I don't think they have anyone like that who they can just pick on.
4: However, everybody when they play for the Patriots against the Colts runs for two hundred yards, depending on if you're the if it's your number to be yeah. running back this week um,
2: and scores four touchdowns. I I mean I presume it'll be some maybe today, maybe Sunday will be Brandon Bolden's day to score four <laughs> touchdowns and run for two hundred yards. I don't know, but um, and I like and, and I'd forgotten this, but like I, Belichick in the playoffs isn't is kind of not a great coach. They did some stupid things. That whole thing. How do you? Rich. The, um, the last drive of the of the game. How do you give the the Ravens the ball back? How can you not just get the
4: clock down to zero? I, I actually had gone to bed and only on the when I was rewatching the highlights. Hang on a second. They got the ball back. What? You, what, what is going <laughs> I, on? I don't know what what did happen. They just did they take
2: knees. I. I only saw it on highlights, and I was right. heard about it. I, I can't give a... Does anybody
4: blip. remember? Does anybody have a theory? Like Honestly, I was like, oh, this game's over. There's one possession left. It's a minute and a half on the clock. I'm going to bed. Everybody else obviously went to bed too.
0: No, I, I, don't, what, I don't remember specifically what you So
4: the... Last drive of the game. Patriots get the ball back after the Flacco interception, and uh, I think there's like a minute and 50 seconds left on the clock. Yep. And then still, Flacco has a hail mary at the end to win it. They, the, they had to the punt to uh, Jacoby Jones, and
0: they had they had their timeouts, didn't they? Uh,
2: yeah, the yeah, temo- maybe that's what it was. I don't know, but it, it seemed like there was way there was a way that they could have structured it so that the Ravens didn't get the ball back. Anyway,
4: it all went to plan. I don't, I don't know. The more I think of it, the more. Can I ask? Can anybody explain the eligible receivers stuff that had Harbaugh so angry afterwards? I, I this is definitely beyond my experience of watching NFL and obviously most people, as it turns out but um, is there a limit obviously on the amount of eligible receivers you can have on any one play and if so does it do you have to tell the opposition who those players are is that is that the fundamental of the rule
0: uh, you have you have five ineligible receivers in any given play and it's normally the offensive lineman but you can bring in a receiver and make him ineligible and it has to be announced to the stadium this is what was happening uh, and it was perfectly legal everything at the Patriots did on those plays but John Harbaugh was complaining that the refs weren't giving them enough time to adjust, which really is a, a kind of pretty poor excuse, really. It, it, it's something he, he should have had, his defense needed to recognize. And to be honest, it, it was quite brilliant thinking from Belichick because everything he did was legal. It was just not normal.
4: So an ineligible receiver is allowed to be more handsy during the play and, is, and can help prevent the pass rush, is that? So if you've got six... It- Means the and an, in, an ineligible
0: receiver is not allowed advanced one yard past the line of scrimmage on first down or on passing plays, and he's also not allowed catch forward passes unless they're tipped. Sure,
4: and there must be some trade-off in terms of what he's allowed to do then as a can, defender. Can block, right? That's it. But you can't, you can't block outside that one-yard zone. You often see the flag, ineligible receiver downfield. So it's that's for a lineman. Who step forward a a guy who goes too far down brain fart but uh, a lineman can also use his hands way more than
0: anybody else when you're blocking isn't that right? Is there... No there's there's no there's actually okay. no benefit to it you just have to have five
4: Okay and so what's the big deal if um, if he's doing six what's I didn't understand what the like big Harbaugh was like
0: ah oh, this is cheating we're going
4: to have to change the rules
0: No what, what they were doing was they were taking an offensive lineman off the field and they were sending Shane Vereen and a tight end in and they were making Vereen the ineligible receiver. So Vareen would run run backwards from the slot. Right. So they thought he was a receiver, but he actually wasn't. And the tight end would run out from the other side and they thought he was a blocker, but he wasn't.
4: Okay, so it was just a deception. And yeah. it still seems pretty pretty lame for Harbaugh to be complaining about that after they, they lose by four points. Um one final point about Gronkowski, who was obviously excellent during it, but uh I did also feel that You've seen him be even more dynamic in games and that there's actually still more to come from Rob Gronkowski. No, really? Even after a game like that.
2: I'd what would be what more could he do? Like jump into the crowd. I think there's I think that pull, there's I think the the th- more to come. Out?
4: That's why I think that they're gonna win this weekend. Uh Sam, what do you think? Who Colts can beat him? Seems like you're leaning towards uh Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl.
3: I think that's definitely the most likely outcome. I, I I'd say in both games the The underdog has the ability to beat the favorite, but I just don't see it happening.
4: Uh, The most exciting thing that obviously happened over the last couple of days, though, is Rex Ryan has got the Buffalo Bills job. You see, he got the. They ordered a pizza for
2: him, and (laughs) it said, like, it's spelled, I think it's spelled Welcome Rex. Welcome to Buffalo Rex in sort of ricotta cheese and all the kinds of toppings. It was really this massive Sicilian style pizza. uh, I think he's going to get on really well there. His kind of place. It's Uh, sort of. I don't. Know, maybe New York was too big for him but I think he'll be the king of Buffalo
4: and uh, your favourite quarterback EJ Manuel, is going to be a superstar under Rex Ryan right Cian?
0: <laughs> I, I somehow doubt it I'm hoping for that uh, Jay Cutler trade so we can have Cutler and Rex Ryan together
4: finally at last um, yeah. two of the best and biggest busts of the last couple of years together folks always great thanks a million cheers cheers absolutely. All right, time for Mick's picks. Nick is here, lording it over us all after uh, going 4-0 at the weekend. I've never seen anybody more uh,
2: pleased with themselves. Yeah, Jesus. I don't think I got that much traction out of winning the Fantasy League, no, nor do, do, do did, did me yeah. out of my Fantasy League. Well, we they-
1: said all along that this is the more important game of the three.
2: <laughs> I guess this lad is named after him, so you'd hope that he put a little, got a little bit of pride from doing what... Look,
1: I'm 6-2 and two in the playoffs
4: Mick went 4-0 last week six and two, Baltimore one. Ravens plus 7 win Seattle Seahawks minus 10.5 mm. win Dallas Cowboys plus 6 win Indianapolis Colts plus 7 win you were 3-1 and one. the only one you didn't get was the um, Broncos minus 7 loss and I went 1-3 and three. the uh, Broncos the Packers minus 6 and the Patriots minus 7 were losses for me
1: mm. two of your teams won but didn't cover
4: yeah couldn't really complain about the Packers not covering. If I'd known how gimpy Aaron Rodgers was, I definitely wouldn't have been on board that train. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm all over Seattle this week, and Patriots is pretty dumb. Everybody, that game was obvious. <laughs> yeah, well, we like. I
1: mean, I to, I, th- actually, to be honest, and I wasn't going on about it. But the one thing we did say was like, what I was happy about the four and all was that I actually called all those games pretty closely
2: <laughs> oh.
1: what I really liked about last week was what, like I, what, everything what, what, what I was amazing corrupt. right was that I didn't just get the spreads right I actually called exact Mix experience broadcast. as we
2: uh, also renamed Jesus. this one
4: oh, gosh. I've never heard anything like it uh, what is wrong with you people what do you mean you can't just come on and say I was amazing last week and what particularly pleased me about my amazing was, uh, was how amazing I was
1: we're doing a segment where we picked the games yeah. and I picked them
4: all correctly yeah yeah uh, yeah, well, uh, pff, the only one that I didn't think was obvious was the Colts. Yeah, you you picked against two of them, but um, no, I only picked against the Colts, so I got the three winners right. The Colts had no Moves, winners yeah. moved
2: yeah. heavy towards Denver just before kickoff.
4: Yeah, that was also stupid. If, mm, it, it, that was interesting. Mm, that, that ended um, up being nine and a half, and it was seven when we picked at NFL doc, um or whatever. Keanu, something, uh, something like that, Pro Football Doc. Yeah. That was, he was saying that he had seen footage of Peyton Manning with his gimpy calf in his, his quad. He's mm. completely screwed. If, you know, we must follow that count for next year and bet accordingly. Mm. Is Peyton Manning
1: yeah. finished? Did we, we
4: talk about that? Did, yeah. Um, is Peyton Manning finished? Last year on the podcast, I remember you going, no, 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 when I was saying this could, this could potentially be the last Peyton Manning-Tom Brady game. And you're mm-hmm. like, no, it definitely won't. And well, now they've played since. So. No, I'm right. They didn't play this season. Did.
2: When they did, play. Denver traveled to New England. I think of New England. England one no. in late October, November?
4: No. So. All right, okay. Apology accepted. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Forgiven,
1: extended, even.
4: Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I've, I'm, I'm. I sure. was saying no, Brock Osweiler. You get, you know, you, you give him the 19 million because you're gonna have to give him a load of money anyway. Maybe you don't give him the 19 million. You say, screw you.
1: No, it's not a case of that. It's, it's wondering like, should he retire? You know, he's had a great career. I've never seen him as bad. Like even in the Super Bowl last year, it wasn't, it wasn't so much his incompetence that it seemed to be last week. Like I mean, he was a, he was in he was a noose yeah. around her neck almost last week. Like he he was really poor. He was out overthrowing Manuel. Sa- Every time I looked up at that game, I saw his own out a little bit, and he was just overthrowing Emmanuel Sanders by ten yards.
4: Yeah, that's exactly what I just said. Mm-hmm. Right now, I've been <laughs> listening to the first part of the pod. <laughs>
1: I wasn't in the room. I'm sorry.
4: Uh, yeah, though, in fairness, I did. You're dead right. Except I don't know if that is incompetence or just an injury.
1: Yeah, but I mean, even well, I, I guess you can't say a guy gets injured; it's a sign of his body breaking down just because he happens to be 39 years old. But you can, I think. Yeah.
4: and again, it's kind of the point. This happens. You can't recover from injuries quickly. It's a football season. He's gonna get hits. Or fall over, or have guys fallen that yeah. isn't isn't even recorded. And,
1: and look, it's not even just the age. It's a guy he's he's not the most mobile of guys anyway. Even in his prime he wasn't exactly a runner. He is the he's the brain quarterback and he's that age having had three to four to possibly even five neck surgeries. Like, you don't recover for that. He's an old 39, got soon to be 39.
4: Regular listeners know that I'm a Johnny-come-lately to all this, mm-hmm. so therefore I don't have this uh, sense that... Okay, so last season I saw his amazing fantasy numbers and the record number of touchdowns, mm-hmm. but I don't have the sense that he's one of the greatest players of all time because he's won... A single ring, and maybe that's the stupidity of because the way you that we value you didn't these see things. Him in the t- in the early '90s. No, exactly at his, at his absolute peak. So, but, yeah, and until this, I would never have said that legacy is tarnished by the latter years of your career, except that that's kind of all I have exposure to, where they get to the the off season and something happens and he loses the control that he needs to be considered great. Yeah, but but, but not like. You know he's had nine one and duns in
1: the playoff. We've talked about that. It's quite like, a and, lot. And Brady's now nine AFC championship games. Like I would say, that's a huge difference in their careers in the way you assess them. But I don't know. It's a very unscientific thing. Bill Simmons talks about it a lot, and it, it, it's it, like. But that's what sport is in a way. It's not all about stats. Like I would judge Manning by how consistently afraid I've been of him. For his entire career, like and and even not even just always Patriots games. It's just games where I'd be just rooting against them or betting against them, and it's just like but, first down, first down, first. Down, and it, it can just be this. Yeah. That fear was completely Rodgers is that guy now. Funnily enough, that it,
2: fear, wasn't always, so it wasn't always. But in
4: in the playoffs, yeah, when things matter more, when there's not going to be a second chance. I don't know.
2: Yeah, but I think you're. I mean, a
4: cold hard eye of, of a Russell Wilson killer here.
2: Yeah, but well. You're thinking of it only in terms of winning Super Bowls and this legacy thing. Maybe he just wants to do his job, be a quarterback, beat most teams, be one of the best five quarterbacks in the league. Maybe he doesn't win a Super Bowl every year sure. in his last Ever year, again. and it's just like, well, I'm still w- way better than most of the other guys at and, this, and, and, and I'm going to get paid really well for it. Okay, and, 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 and I totally,
4: and I do actually, and and ultimately, that that means that he's not one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. No, he is. Well, hold on, hold on,
2: hold on, hold on, hold on. Dan Marino and these guys, they're like all these good quarterbacks just because you, like Joe Montana went to Kansas City uh, after Got the, the playoffs, he, yeah. Yeah. Like you don't think Peyton Manning gets the Broncos to the, like they're not one of the four best teams in the AFC next year with Manning. They're not going down to like the, like they're not, like, they're not going they're not gonna be six and ten with him next year no he doesn't he
4: like well he might last full season though I, 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 but do you but know what season if he doesn't last, last the full month.
2: season then somebody then they'll bench him you know like what i don't see the point in him not trying I take the money. that's not
1: what you were saying at the start though you were saying like he he's content to be you know the best statistical quarterback of all time or whatever but like i I just put a lot a lot of emphasis in career legacy on winning yeah but like I mean it doesn't make Joe Montana the greatest quarterback of all time but it boosts him it, no yeah but that's what I mean it puts him like, in, hi, him yeah. doing that is the biggest weight yeah. on everything that there is in all the different aspects that we look at for quarterbacks yeah. his four wins is the is definitely the biggest weight on everything that you look at for all those quarterbacks but and Brady's
2: tree and how he performed Manning in, Eli's too how he yeah. performed in the last year of his career does not Really factor into his legacy at all,
4: but it's not the last. It's not the last year, so it's the entire time at the Broncos has actually been. And this is stupid, but it has actually been unfulfilled. They've sacked their coach on the basis of reaching a Super Bowl and going out in the playoffs in successive seasons.
2: I think they're forty-eight and twelve.
4: Yeah, it's a, look, it's an amazing record, but ultimately, I think Chris Harris said, it might
1: not be Harris." It was one of the D backs said that, like you know, the last nine months of his life has been a complete waste of time. After you know, that's like that. That team was built so more than any team I can remember that they had to win a Super Bowl this year. Like they're losing half that team,
2: even with Manning. I don't see unless they have an amazing. Unless draft, Manning takes five million or something instead of nineteen million next season, maybe he does. I I I don't. I just don't see the argument for why he should retire. You know, like I don't. Like I don't think. I don't, I don't
4: think he's losing anything. No, but you think he's still in the top five quarterbacks of all time? Yeah, of course. Think, no matter what happens. That's, I think that's pretty standard, isn't it? I don't know.
2: Like he, yeah. nothing's diminished by that by how he played on Sunday. He's one sorry. Super Bowl at the, at wing, the end like of was Christmas against Christmas dinner, Rex Grossman.
4: Well, at Christmas dinner, when all the grandkids are milling round and, and Daddy Manning's there, Archie's rubbing he's rubbing Eli in the head first before. No, oh Peyton, I still love you. He really on, isn't. Come on, I really? really do you think you. so? I do. Two rings, buddy. That's what he's he's like. Yeah, yeah you're my you're my boy. Do
1: you know what though? Peyton will have a Hall of Fame ring or whatever they get yeah, it for it and I'm not matter. sure Eli will
4: it it's, but
1: it's funny because they were talking about Eli a lot last week because of Flacco and Flacco's this cool as a breeze dude in the playoffs and I'm yeah. like Eli it's so weird now Flacco I think there's actually less of a difference between there is a there is a massive jump but Eli in the playoffs the few times he's been in it has been Unstoppable. He's only been in it it twice. Twice, and he's won the Super Bowl twice.
4: He's Um, unbeaten in the playoffs. Not a bad record. Let's get to these games. Um, Okay. What are the lines this week? You've got uh,
2: Green Bay at Seattle. That uh, last I checked was 7.5 points. Uh, The home team are favored there. And the uh, early game, no, sorry, the late game is uh, New England hosting the Colts. And that spread as of going to air was 6.5 for the home team.
4: 6.5. So give me, give me the path. Give me Seattle.
2: Okay. So and just for people who've been keeping Jer- score at Jer- home, all Picking season, home teams
1: for the entire playoff so far. Yeah. Um
2: You. It's but it was clinched there last week with your one and three performance. Yeah. That you will be buying the two of us lunch. So now the only thing really to be decided is who, who, where the lunch will be
4: uh, eaten at. So then, I'll, I'll be going to Yukio or to Yamamori. You guys can eat wherever you want. No, the winner picks. <laughs> the winner picks.
2: That's what's to be won. That's the whole point. <laughs> that's what that's what everybody's waiting for, all the listeners. Uh Mickey season long bet, you're really getting out of it quite lightly. <laughs> <laughs> you're up a game and a half, so unless something I g I kinda need to run the tables on you here the last three games. We're doubling the points for the Super Bowl though. To to from one to two. <laughs>
4: it's yeah. like there's not much Well, you me. know, if Donnie wins this week he just has to pick against you now though, is the problem.
1: Well, we've already made our picks. You see, that's the thing. It's too late in the season for that. So oh off. look, I, I'm I'm going with New England for sure, and I am believe it or not, I don't care what you say about Aaron Rodgers' gimpy leg. I thought he was fantastic in the second half last week; he was lights out. And I am going for Green Bay to beat the spread, but possibly to lose the game.
2: Um, I,
1: have, I I think Seattle aren't going to uh, Seattle aren't going to get no, away I, from them. I, I, actually, I
2: probably
4: agree with that. To be honest, I'm going to pick Green Bay. If that kid That sure it doesn't matter anymore. Doesn't <laughs> no. do Actually, I'll will. pick the I'll, I'll pick the because I might have a chance of making it a bit closer. But
2: um, I think I'm very worried that the pages are going to lose, as I discussed uh, earlier on. E- even though it's, I'm sure, I guess they're just going to pound the ball and run the whole game. Where's your sorry? I wouldn't. You've already discussed it, but no,
4: already. no, he's going to make a case for the Colts to win this. We're, we're waiting for this. He's been prevaricating. I think. Well, the, I mean, the pages defense not
2: didn't do a whole lot from what I saw the other day. Rivas not going to happen Dead. to him ever again. So That's
4: never going to happen to Revis again. Oh pass interference calls, beaten on the inside. Because it's a, Maybe he's the done. first pass interference call. Co-
1: the first pass interference call was bullshit. By the way, it's all season. Revis, it's like
4: 13 games.
1: Revis wouldn't exactly have a track record in Steve that. Steve Smith position. was all over him. That was, oh, every, and by the way, everyone on Twitter, including Keane, I'm pretty sure, all called that as LPI.
2: I can just see a game where Boom Heron is kind of running the ball, moving it, and Luck is just kind of. Throwing downfield to Kobe Fleener all day. I can, I just have a. I, Kobe think, you're, will drop I, the ball. I think you're.
1: Ne- I think you're being negative for no real reason. I thought that was. I thought the Colts looked better than they were because Denver were poor.
4: <laughs> My favorite word Did was, was uh, Gronkowski didn't get a pass interference call when somebody was clearly trying to rip <laughs> his bionic arm off, and whoever <laughs> was, was commenting goes, "Well, it's hard to see the glove there with his." bionic arm <laughs> like, well it's true <laughs> your man had a black Except glove and he a was black being, bandage he was being wrestled basically from the, all, the entire
1: time the ball was in the air that if was didn't that have insane the,
4: if he didn't have the camouflage your man arm. had his
1: other hand around his hip at the time it was like it yeah, was the most obvious passive appearance hips. I've ever seen
4: not the first person to get their arms around Gronkowski's
1: hips no I wouldn't say so if that Gronk erotica is anything to go by I didn't see it no neither
2: did I
4: B- tell us about it I haven't seen it other
1: than it
2: exists the word Gronk is in the title of it let me be gronked is that what it's called? Lacey Noonan
1: is the name of the uh, the author.
2: Mm-hmm. Male or female? Female. I, don't, I just I, don't, I have no faith in in Bel- Belichick anymore. I, I just <laughs> don't think I, just, I think they really should have they got so lucky to beat the Ravens from what I can see. Well you didn't watch the game Donnie. Well I mean the
4: reports and the highlights tell the Do you think
1: stories. they got lucky Ger actually genuinely to win the game?
4: Um, I don't know if look like both sides could legitimately have the, yeah. made claims to win the game. Yeah, and so retrospectively, you're like, "Oh, that was the turning point," but it isn't really. Oh, up until the end of the game. Yeah, it's
1: see what I thought of that was that it was a great game. It was really enjoyable. I had twenty six heart attacks. All that I thought I was very happy after the game because I thought that. If this, was this, if this was the same performance last year, I'd be very worried now because last year's defense was bad and that would have been typical of the performance. I trust the defense to actually get their act together this week and I was very happy with how the offense played last week. they, got it. I thought they were very, And they didn't run the ball again and they will against the Colts because this is the game that Jonas Gray ran for 200 yards and four touchdowns and last year's playoffs, they killed the Colts. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. The Garrett Blunt ran for 200 yards and yeah. however many touchdowns. Both of those guys are going to be playing this week.
4: They got a bit lucky that the gap never got more than 14 because once it gets beyond 14, you start getting a little bit worried. And sure. Fear creeps into the play and that changes yeah. everything.
1: That's 100% true, but I think even the second 14 points was... like That was big-time worrying, but they actually they just held it together and they, they just did, their, they did their, their business. There
4: their two successive passes to Gronk at a key yeah. moment. Where he made Danny Amendola hurts.
1: battled for a first down that ended up being a touchdown later on in that drive as well where he just reached out along the touchline. Yeah, yeah. i was loads a bit lucky at, with
4: that, I thought, the spotting of that Oh, ball.
1: really? I didn't think so. I, okay. uh, well, I don't know. I could be wrong, but... Uh, I, I, I don't know. I was happy with it. I, I actually don't understand your negativity, Donny. I, I, and I would be... I'm a negative sports fan in general,
2: <laughs> a, as you all know. 37-year-old quarterback.
4: It doesn't matter. Seatler going the win the Super Bowl because
1: they're
2: the best team. Yeah. Well, we're talking about this week for... Although... Right I want to make the case for the Packers. Um, Eddie Lacy. I'm torn, though. I'm torn. The right thing to do would be to take the Packers because that's what we said. We That's what I said I would agree. That's what I said I would do off air. But the wrestling move, the pro wrestling move, is to change my word and go against that. And I'm going with the Se- the Seahawks to hammer the Colts. Usual thing. 14-14 Seahawks aren't
1: playing the Colts, but whatever. whatever. Yeah. You, do you know what? You can have your Seahawks because you've already lost on the Patriots because they're definitely going to beat the Colts by more than six. So hang on, points. let's just.
4: Okay. Everybody's Fair very confusion. confused. No one is even clear what's going on. Yeah. who are you picking? I'm picking the Seahawks to win by uh, seven, seven and a half, and, 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 and you're half. picking the Colts. The Colts. Six and a half. Six and a half. And you're picking... I'm picking the opposite against them. All right, okay, so we yeah, have Yeah, because around.
2: Donnie's cheating, but there
1: you go, that's a, that's a separate thing. All right. So I'm saying uh, he can have it because he's not going to win.
4: Worst podcast ever, but thanks very much to everybody for uh, being here. We'll be back. We will be back next week discussing this game and uh, giving us a couple, of week to, a couple of weeks to talk about some other stuff before the Super Bowl. Sorry,
1: one thing I did say I wanted to mention. Everybody should get behind the Patriots. They're the big underdog here. Four teams left. The Patriots are the longest without a Super Bowl. You know, this is a drought.
4: Yeah, yeah. Indianapolis won no six. Carry football fan. Yeah. You know,
1: think about it. Like, I mean, seriously, everyone has us down as the, you know, I the, the wanna, big evil empire. I did want to mention the, pants. the.
4: Thanks, folks.